who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. What is happening? It's Podcast Unlocked, episode number 63. Take two, Mitch Dyer. We're recording this time. <laughs> we are recording. Well, it recorded last time. Yeah. The problem was uh, GarageBand decided that it didn't want to actually do that. Apple. It just works. I see a red dot. Red dots lit are good. up yep. here. It's which good. is the universal sign for I am recording right now. Or stop. What do we do? <laughs> it's a dilemma. Well, it's not It's not an, uh, an octagon. It's a circle. Okay. So I don't think it's a stop sign. Okay. But I'm Ryan McCaffrey. He's Mitch Dyer. This yep. is uh, Podcast Unlocked, the official IGN Xbox 360 podcast. It's July 18th, 2012. And yeah, we're going with the Final Fantasy naming convention for the podcast now. This is Podcast Unlocked LXIII 2. Good. Yeah, last week we, as you might have seen on Twitter, we did a whole show. It was so good. It was great. With Possibly Brian, the best show we've ever done. Possibly with Brian Altano, our features editor, senior features editor here. And he was uh, dirty and raunchy and funny, and it was great. It was an NC-17 episode. Yeah, and of course, we get to the end, and, and there was nothing nothing there. Thanks, the GarageBand. So uh, it, that's just a horribly deflating thing, if you've, if you've ever tried to record a podcast or, yeah. or make something and then it ends up being not there like you'd hoped it would it's like when you wake up after a raucous night and you're like oh man it's just it's gone no yeah, memory it's over where did and it go you can't like you could go back and do it again but it wouldn't be the, the same magic will be and, gone yeah you can't really fake it so we opted to to just skip last week and 
We'll try, we're trying it again this week. No Altano. No Altano rants this week. Uh, that's sad. Next time. <laughs> no, yeah, everybody in the offices, uh, a lot of them are away at some random sales conference thing. It's a lot of stuff going on. And yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff going on. So it is just Mitch and I this week, but we'll, we'll do our best to get uh, another person in the third chair next week. We do have, and there's another caveat here, we're, I'm, <laughs> we're learning as we go. Yeah. That's the that's what we're, what we're figuring out. So Tony Hawk is on the show this week. I just recorded, just finished recording with him. And the problem is there was literally one button, one button on our mixer, on our whole fancy setup here, which is an awesome setup, it's don't so get cool. me wrong. It's a billion buttons, knobs. And what I don't even, I don't even understand I don't how mean. this fixed the problem because it was a mute button that we had to unmute. Yep. I could hear him. Yeah, it was fine. There was no muting. And, but the problem is, and apparently Tony could hear me fine because he was talking to me and responding to me and not saying, hey, this sounds like ass. <laughs> But it does not. It, I could barely hear him because it was extremely garbled, and unfortunately, it came through that way on the recording. So it's a little rough. It's a little rough. You can get through it. I I've sincerely apologize. The good news is we again we fixed it with this lovely little one button fix. The, <laughs> next the, the, time the we know button. what to do. So the next time we have someone call in, I promise it will sound fine. So. I hope you are able to derive some enjoyment out of the Tony Hawk interview. I did have fun talking to him, even though I could barely understand him. He's, I'll tell you what, Mitch, he's a, he's a real nice guy. I know yep. you've interviewed him before, yep. too. Nice guy, and he do, he legitimately cares oh, about yeah. the video games with his name on them. He's not just cash and checks. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that, because, of course, he, we're promoting, he's promoting the release of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD, on, uh, which, is, which kicks off Summer of Arcade yep. this week. Uh, what else? You're... Going so you're a uh, young and you don't need to sleep or eat or anything, right? Yeah, I you're don't going, do any of those. You're going to Batman at midnight yeah. tomorrow, aren't you? IMAX. We're Doing going to the, the Metreon. We're going to see it at, at midnight. It's going to be awful. Slash the best. <laughs> I'm really jealous because just because you're, I want to see it as soon as possible. Also, well, I will go with you Friday because I'm sure it's going to be great. Uh, yeah, and um, but I just I don't see the thing is I'm I'm at a point. I'm not even old, but I just feel like you're just an adult now. Is with all with it a is. wife and kid at home, and having you know, being the new guy at the office, like I feel like I just can't be out at a movie till 3 a.m. because it's gonna it's what's it, like two hours and 45 minutes, right? Oh yeah, I'm not gonna get home till like four in the morning. Yeah, and then you have to be here at work at nine in the morning, and I have to be on a train at eight in the morning to get here. Yeah, and I so suck. I I both applaud you and. Uh, also probably gonna maybe make your life a living hell that day. Actually, I'm almost no, really. 100% gonna sleep at the office. <laughs> I think that's gonna happen. You're but, just gonna crash here? Yeah, I've been avoiding it since I moved here, and everyone's like, ah, oh, it's gonna happen soon, <laughs> everyone does it, and I'm like, no, it's it's time. Do we have it's a time. place for that? Do we have, like, a couch? I guess you could just, uh, there's a million couches around, right? Have, just crash you, on a couch. have you sat in those demo room chairs? Oh my um, god. Oh yeah, those fancy leather recliner yeah. things. That's oh, a good, yeah, that's a good so spot. So nice. Nice and dark too. You can mm -hmm. just yeah, you can just wind lean back and there's a couch in that little lobby area too. That's true. And then in one of the bays, capture bays. That's true. We have plenty of sleeping places here. <laughs> so if you ever need somewhere to crash, IGN's got your back. I will say so but do we we don't have showers here though. No, that's the issue. So bring deodorant yeah, oh yeah. cuz I sit near you. And so does Greg. Greg moved. <laughs> there's going to be so many people judging me. Yeah. Because I will say, at my last job, I never used them, but there actually were showers. What? Oh, I thought you were going to say deodorant. No, that, <laughs> no, you had to bring your own deodorant. But Never um, use deodorant at work. <laughs> Why would I? Well, you know. Man, that but would be awesome. I Man, I'm getting psyched for Dark Knight, 
And so have, are, are, I'm avoiding all the spoilers. Are you? Yeah. yeah are oh, you yeah. trying to? Yeah, yeah. Every time stay, like, someone, stay clean. Yeah. People are all talking about negative reviews on Twitter. And I'm like, nope, I'm out. Um, now I'm just like internet blackout. Yeah, me too. Because I, I literally, I don't even want to know if the reviews are good or bad. Yeah. You know, I just, because I don't want to go in thinking, oh, it's going to suck or go in thinking, yeah, oh, it's going to be, I just want to go yeah, see yeah. it. I just need it in my eyeballs mm -hmm. as soon as possible. Plus the internet is like way more emotionally reactive than me. Someone who's already very emotionally reactive. Right. Well, the internet, the Twitter in particular, of course, yeah. is, is, is the, Twitter's like, um, a bipolar person basically yeah. oh, they yeah. either swing like this is the greatest thing <laughs> of all time yep. or that was garbage yep that scene was just awful and i hope christopher nolan dies in a fire that'll be me friday morning <laughs> so um yes respect your coworkers. no spoilers don't when you spoil come out don't. I, don't, I don't even want to know how it was we'll talk about it <laughs> we'll talk about it on monday after yep. we've all seen Good. it but I'm so excited that it's finally coming out because yeah. I've been waiting all summer for it. I watched Begins this week and Did realized, you? like, because the first time I saw Begins, I was like, that was good. Yeah. It was boring and the action kind of sucked. <laughs> and then I watched it again and just really didn't like it at all. Really? Yeah, just something about it. It's like, oh, this is, no, it's, the action's bad. It's boring. And now I can't even like anything else. <laughs> but watching it again, like, I like that movie easily as much as Dark Knight. Wow. That's. I love see, Begins. Speaking of bipolar people oh, on yeah. twitter that's you yeah, just you oh, just yeah. went yeah 100%. you just went from that was crap to yeah it was as good as the dark knight was to be fair i was like i mean younger and dumber than i am now <laughs> when, when last i watched it but yeah it's uh that movie has some sharp writing some really good scenes it's a really amazing bruce wayne story obviously like this is this is eight-year-old discussion right now yeah. but still no it's it's funny no we were the Dark Knight Rises came up in the office yesterday, and and literally productivity stopped for about twenty minutes as we all just started doing lines from the movies <laughs> as Batman. Sorry, <laughs> it was just great. Where's Rachel? <laughs> Let's just do this all day. That'll be the podcast. We could back up and drops the drops the uh -huh. little shoe thing. Oh my god! Brings the bats in. Oh, oh my god! Like, so yeah. good. I, and yeah, our our news editor Andrew Goldfarb was like. You could do the entire movie, couldn't you? Like, if you really want, we can uh -huh. we can start this right now. But there's yeah. also the movie has so many good lines. Like Alfred explains something incredibly complicated. Or maybe yeah. maybe it was uh, Fox. And Bruce is like, I, "Am I supposed to understand that?" And he says, "No, I just wanted you to appreciate how hard it was." <laughs> like, it was so good. No, that was that was Fox. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. It's so I can't wait. It's uh, the countdown is on. So should we go on record with our box office predictions before we continue? here on as we record on wednesday i'm, I'm bad at this i'm reading that it's almost literally sold out in every imax theater in the country as Damn. far as the i mean there aren't a lot to be fair there aren't a lot of imaxes i bet you know i bet it opens bigger than the avengers it wouldn't surprise me at all it's certainly going to be right there right Th that, that the neck. avengers did as well as it did blew my mind yeah i agree and this has you know the, the this has the the hype from dark knight you know it's coming off of yeah the second well i guess it's not dark knight's not the second highest grossing film of all time because i think the avengers passed it yeah at right? this point it's got to be knocked down but man and i'm and i'm guessing 98 percent of our audience is going to be seeing dark knight mm -hmm. this weekend too mm -hmm. but oh just this isn't a car it, oh, it, i can't wait it kind of blows my mind that they still haven't done a game for those films yeah we, i think i mean they did they did one for begins and it was like bad splinter so but right but then for dark knight that game got canceled so i guess they just uh, let's not do one for rises 
yeah, it, it really, it's very interesting because EA held the license. Right. They, they did the Batman Begins game that mm-hmm. you mentioned. And and then, yeah, I believe the story, I think the story went that they had it, EA had it in development. I believe, was it Pandemic in Australia? Yeah. I think that was doing it. Yeah, the it. Battlefront guys. Yeah, and they canned it. And then the movie comes out and becomes the second biggest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. And I had to figure there was an EA executive somewhere that was jumping off the roof yeah. of, of the Redwood Shores headquarters. But you're right. They they didn't do anything. I, well, I wonder if they still have the movie license. That yeah, would be the know. question. Because, But if they didn't, you'd think someone else would have bought it and done it. Yeah, that, that there's nothing for this. Just I don't understand. Do you think, is it possible it's a, no, a Chris Nolan thing? Do you think maybe after the Begins game he went, no, this is dumb because... I would wager he doesn't have a say in that whatsoever. Well, I mean, but there was no Inception game. I mean, there was the rumor that there was right. going to be one, but that's never... Well, that's, okay, so I take it back. There is a Batman Dark Knight Rises game, but it's for iPhone. Yeah. And it's Arkham City on the iPhone, and it looks rad. Yeah, true. But, it, it, yeah, it's definitely one of one of this industry's more puzzling yeah. scenarios. Why is there no tie-in game to the biggest biggest thing of the summer and possibly ever as far as movies goes i guess it, i mean because arkham city exists so maybe they just figure eh, that's the batman game but still a licensed adaptation of that film would do gangbusters yeah couldn't we just reskin arkham city as the dark knight rises yeah. just put bane in there and and uh and christian bale and yeah morgan freeman Make i'm happy even if it was like a some kind of DLC for Arkham City. Right. Rock City could do it, and it would just it would do insane numbers. I agree. So Fools! Maybe we'll have to call... I mean, the rumor rumor on the street is that Peter Moore is going to take over as the boss man down there. We'll have to get him in here. Like, yeah. What the hell are you guys thinking? Get it sorted out, Peter. <laughs> Don't You guys need money, right? You guys are struggling? <laughs> Come on. You're passing it up, but... Whatever. I don't care. I just want to see the movie. Yeah. The game would be bad anyway. That's probably true. So anyway, we mentioned Tony Hawk calling up later. And again, apologies for the technical difficulties. After we finish recording here, we're going to see if there are any technical wizards in the building that can help us clean it up. But that would be nice. It basically sounds like Tony is talking to us through a conch shell. Yep. That's sort of what it is. So, <laughs> uh, Tony, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, which you're probably not because you're busy skating and doing awesome things while i'm in here ruining your interview but the rest uh, of what we do is pretty awesome though <laughs> i hope so and, and i wanted to mention also because i mentioned this on the show that never was last week uh, new show bumpers for all of our segments have been recorded by a dedicated listener i wanted to say thank you to rory fullwell who is rosinator 17 that's his gamer tag on xbox live so thank you for recording those. You're going to hear them all, starting with this one, as we head into the news. IGN's Xbox 360 Podcast, the Podcast Unlocked, presents the News Unlocked! It is time for the News Unlocked. Mitch, what has been happening in the last um, sort of two weeks since we... Since our show disappeared into the ether last week. Yeah, big news broke out. Uh, we got an email about it from Kyle. Uh, so we had some, some, something, something happened over the weekend where on EA's origin service, a little notification popped up if you went to the shooter section and said, okay. hey, maybe if you pre-order Modern War, or, uh, Medal of Honor, <laughs> <Same thing. laughs> Medal of Honor Warfighter, you can get a Battlefield 4 beta. Say what? Rewind. Hang on. That game doesn't exist. What is Battlefield 4? 
There's no beta for that. So, days later, EA announces, uh, we're going to do Battlefield 4 beta. Uh, so that news is out. EA is doing Battlefield 4 with DICE, I assume. Uh, there was no formal announcement. We don't, we, don't, we don't even know what platforms it's for. So, that brings us to Kyle's question. Take a guess, Mitch. I'm back. <laughs> with the beta announced for this fall, it means next fall, because uh, the beta is coming fall 2013, uh, and not much other things are known about it, do you think that this game will be this gen or next gen? And you and I spoke, Ryan, it, this game is absolutely a next gen yeah. game. I'll be in your stomach till next gen, Mitch. No. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. The readers love the burrito. They love the burrito. They want the burrito to have his own podcast. Well, that's another show that's, that's entirely. That's excessive. That might be a little too much of a good thing. But. <laughs> it would kill it. But yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever that a fall 2000... Well, first of all, it's not that a Battlefield 4 in fall of 2013 is a shock. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it is two years after Battlefield 4. Yeah. And what, what got people up in, a, uh, in an uproar was like, what, a Battlefield 3 has been out for less than a year premium is still going all the way through next year yeah. like what what are you doing don't give me battlefield 4 yet and they're not they're EA's not. not they're waiting until next year to give us the beta at which point it'll come out yeah six months later and it'll be 2014 yeah uh, but it, well ea's strategy has become their their anti-call of duty strategy has become very clear it's yeah, they're, oh, al- yeah. they're alternate they're doing the same two developer two studio approach yep with dice in sweden and danger close in los angeles and they're alternating Medal of Honor with yeah. Battlefield. Yeah. The thing is, um, I don't know if Medal of Honor is gonna can stand up to to Call of Duty oh, as absolutely far as the, not. the off you know the off year thing. Yeah. But I it mean, is an interesting. I mean, at least it's not Battlefield every year. That, I'll give yeah. them that. I although I would kill a man for Bad Company Three this year. <laughs> What kind of man? Any, I don't. Any name them. I will leave right now and do it if if you can guarantee me Bad Company Three this year. So I just float a name and yep. you will do this. Yeah. If I can guarantee Bad Company Three, mm-hmm. so I think I could probably pull some strings at EA if you would be willing to off. You know, I don't know, like uh, Kim Jong Un, for instance. I don't even know who that is, but I'll do it. The the son of uh, King Jong Il. That's taking over now i mean yep. he's a guy that i'm on it we probably don't need all right right making it out <laughs> yeah you're actually writing it down um yeah because you know there are plenty of people that suck but not a lot of them need to die sure but he's definitely one that okay probably could well you know if you're at ea and you're listening and you want to help us <laughs> shoot help us an email unlock help you um but yeah, I mean, the, so their their strategy has been predictable. They're alternating years, and 2013, the odd year would be a Battlefield year. And I, of course, the consoles, the Xbox 720 is going to be out fall 2013, almost almost certainly. And I and given the dice is, they are very much they're they're tech they're technology leaders. They're yeah. they love to ride the the cutting edge with their uh, frostbite technology. Yeah. So what I think is going to happen is it's, it's going to be a, a, a 720 launch title. Launch? Like the, well, do, you mean, do you mean the beta or the game? The game, the full game. Okay, go on. I have a counterpoint. Or, okay, but... launch window. Okay. I'll, I'll sure. say it that way. But I think there will also be a current-gen version handled either within DICE or by some other EA studio, because they're not going to just completely turn their back on the you know 
50 something million installed base console 60 something yeah, oh, million yeah, absolutely for the 360 so that's how i think it's going to go down is they're going to lead on 720 but there will also be a 360 version and I, by the way i think this is exactly what what treyarch and activision are going to do with call of duty also yeah i mean assuming modern warfare 4 is next that'll probably be the yeah. one so what i what, what i kind of get out of this is new consoles next year next fall we get the new consoles ea puts out the battlefield 4 beta on that console those new consoles exclusively right um but they use the current gen to kind of incentivize you to upgrade your hardware uh beta rolls out in eh, november when the consoles launch you get that beta beta in november yeah battlefield mm. 4 okay all right that'll hit me, launch hit me. that's gonna launch with the consoles day one okay when you, when you bring your xbox infinity home or whatever it's called yeah you're gonna load it up you're gonna have battlefield 4 you're gonna be able to play multiplayer battlefield 4 day one six months later eh, maybe not six months shortly afterward in q1 2014 you'll get battlefield 4 on both consoles on 360 and infinity i i could see that i guess the the main thing i would i would argue with you on there is they just they it's become their big fourth quarter thing so i don't know if they're gonna if they would be willing to move it out of that fourth quarter yeah that's true i just think if, if if there's a beta in fall i just don't think they're gonna do it for like a couple months and then be like, all right, here's the here it is, full release. By the way, if this could just be a PC beta because it was all through Origin. See, th- that's entirely possible. Um, the thing is, if you pre-order it on 360, if you pre-order Warfighter on 360 or PS3, you get beta access. But again, mm. they just they don't say what beta. Yeah, they don't say for what platforms. <laughs> it's so confusing. It'd be silly to give you PC access for buying it on 360, but at the same time, they're not gonna. I like. I just. I don't think this game is gonna be there's no way it's not a next gen game yeah i agree it's 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 uh ea is gonna want to put their put their flag in the ground yep. as soon as possible on the next generation of consoles 100 percent. uh more ea news they're toying with my heart mitch yep. and i don't like it when they do this nope stop it by discussing mirror's edge 2 in and really in any terms <laughs> because yeah. the only thing i want to hear is we've we're green lighting this and it's yep. happening hey here it is it's out you can have it so uh frank jabot i don't know if that's how you pronounce his name i think it's jabot i thought it was like jibo but I anyway he's one of the big wigs at ea and he was, he was speaking to our friends at game informer and he said quote we have nothing to announce but we love faith we love the property speaking of course about mirror's edge it's really about how and when do you bring it back it's on the list it's just about looking at what teams are available, who's got the right quality approach to it, and who understands it. So something I didn't get out of that the first time I read it, but listening to you say it now, that to me sounds like DICE will not be making it. Sounds like they're getting someone else to make Mirror's Edge too. Which, just don't make it, if you ask me. Yeah. It, the, the, the ingenuity that DICE showed in that game was off the charts, in my opinion, and I... You know, again, it, this, I think this has already come up in my short tenure on this podcast, but it's that game is, if you ask me my top five list of this generation's yeah, yeah. titles, that's in the top five. That game sure. pissed me off to the point where I quit, and I probably agree with you. <laughs> like, I got to a point where I was like, no more! But I still, I loved every second of that game up to that point. I love going through it and getting the achievement for never firing a gun. Yeah, I'm, That's I'm gonna, the only I, way to play the game, yeah, if you ask me. That's how I was doing it. But, yeah... I just I, I EA you need to not uh not dick with me on this. So I understand the concern for not if getting upset that it would be another developer. That said, we've seen sequels come from separate developers who didn't do the first game that have turned out really well. 
so we saw are you are we recording i'm just checking okay so uh we've seen developers pick stuff up like uh i'm blanking on the name starbreeze did the darkness yes and then digital extremes did darkness 2 which was definitely as good as the first game so it's you can you can hand stuff off and you know do as well yeah i you can't i'm not saying it will but it's it is possible who do you get who does it uh, Starbreeze? Uh, <laughs> actually, I mean, they they were very first-person oriented when they did uh, Syndicate. That's true. They really had that sense of, like, being and they're, a person. they're also not far from DICE as far as just, you know, for consulting and, and spearheading the Damn, project. Let's do it. Yeah, Starbreeze. I'm into it. I'm into that plan. I, all right. I mean, I... See, what I was... The point I was going to make about Battlefield that I didn't get to, which... But it comes... It dovetails perfectly here, is I think with this... The, the stakes that EA has has raised by you know going head to head with modern with Call of Duty is that Dice has doomed themselves to a life a cyclical life of of nothing but Battlefield. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, they're going to get stifled because of this. So that's why I mean, Mirror's Edge. I would love to see them do it, but to your exact point, they're probably stuck doing Battlefield, and they're not going to be able to do Mirror's Edge. Yep. Um, well, we know Starbreeze needs the work because, of course, Syndicate didn't sell well. Yeah, uh, they and EA kind of regret doing that. It sounds like. Yeah, well, I doubt Starbreeze regrets it, but I'm but EA seems to be disappointed. It was cool. I I liked it a lot. That's, I actually it had some problems. I gave it, it a cool. great score. I had a I had a I thought the boss fights in that game were fantastic, except for the very last one. I only I think I only did the first one in the train station, and that was kind of cool. I see. Yeah, the the boss fights they were all very different. Yeah, but they and they they weren't cliched, which is very hard to do these days. It's hard to do an original, unique boss fight, and yeah. every boss fight was different in that game. Metal Gear Solid says no. Nah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, all right. So there's Mitch and I going on the record. Yeah, Starbreeze develops Mirror's Edge two. We're just making all sorts of bold claims oh, yeah. today. But you know, tell me what you think about this, Mitch. Would it would Mirror's Edge two make sense? As a launch window title for the next-gen consoles. Sure. I mean, it, it, we're to the point now where it's obviously not coming this year. Yeah. Uh, if it's going to come next year, it, we would hear about it soon. I mean, maybe at Gamescom, if if that announcement is happening, that's right. where it would happen. Um, we do know that EA is announcing some stuff at Gamescom. We just don't know what. But even then, they're not going to announce it for Q1 because, I mean, it's jam-packed. There's no way that that of game, course. which barely survived when it launched in the first place, would get a good opportunity to get an right. audience again so i don't know summer maybe it could it could latch on there but more likely i think we're looking at fall at that point yeah next gen why not or even 2014 sure heading depending where it's at but yeah see that's the thing is i think the first game was very critically loved and did okay commercially not yeah. quite what he was hoping so really a game like that i think is is best put into that early console cycle window where it is the hardcore guys that are more likely to latch onto it and seed it as a bigger franchise yeah. for later. And EA, I mean, this it wouldn't be the first time that EA kind of force-fed us a franchise. Dead Space had similar problems with sales. That's true. It wasn't a huge commercial success. The first they, game. But it was so revered that they kind of rolled with it, and now it's taking off. Yeah, Dead Space 2 was did exceptionally well. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mitch, tell us. You, now, you broke this story. 
Uh, yeah. Well, technically, the Microsoft Store yeah. online broke this story, but <laughs> I just uh, we caught it. it in the three seconds they left it up. Well, you caught it before before they pulled it down. Tell us about the Halo 4 Limited Edition console. So the Halo 4 Limited Edition console comes with two wireless controllers, a Halo 4-branded Xbox, and the controllers have that same look. Yeah. Uh, 250 gigabyte hard drive. 320. 320. Yeah, all the special edition ones are 320s. Uh, who is ever going to use that space? Nobody. Well, that's uh, the point, right? Yeah. And a regular black headset. No no fancy headset. Um, so here's the thing about that console. I think it's super gross. Yeah, well, tell describe if our listeners have not heard it. Well, go go to IGN and, and type in if Halo you go to the, 4. Yeah, go, go to the, the Halo 4 page. It's in like one of the recent stories. But but describe in, in general terms the, the look of this thing. So it looks like somebody just vandalized an Xbox. <laughs> it, like it, it looks like somebody tagged it with graffiti. And it's, it's, tra- just, it's also translucent. Yeah, it's, I don't know how that's even going to look in real life, but it, nothing about that says Halo 4 to me. Uh, see, I thought the Reach console was beautiful. I thought they did a phenomenal job on that. It's very sure. minimalist. It's silver, just with some little UNSC-type typography yeah. on it. And how about that Halo 3 console, dark green with orange? Well, that, <laughs> yeah, that's so that was like the uh, just the ugly duckling of, <laughs> of consoles. But yeah, I'm with you. I think the the Halo Four console is hideously yeah, I, I ugly. I have no interest in um, in that. And but a lot of the commenters on the the article on the site were like, "It's um, it looks great. I love it. I'm going to buy one." So, I'm and I'm seeing that a lot on Twitter and yeah. just out there too. It seems to be a very a very polarizing console. People are either really loving it or like us, really hating it. And I'm in the yeah I. The the Reach one was great, and I thought the Gears of War one was nice too. Uh, the red one, it was well, it was red. It had red in it. It was like red with like black yeah. skulls and stuff. Yep. Yeah, not your thing. Nah, I'm not. I'm not big on like specialized consoles in general because ninety percent of the time they just look like something a fan made and not yeah. not that fans make exclusively garbage stuff but it's like somebody was just like oh, i'm gonna make my xbox look different and it's just like why why do you hate the fans mitch shut up burrito <laughs> shove you in my mouth and that'll show mm. you you need some dental work bro solid coffee <laughs> yeah it's, it's staining your teeth worse is. than me that's why it's got tea tea's still gonna ravage your soul Wash me down with some nice herbal tea. <laughs> Nothing like a morning burrito with some tea. B- morning burritos are the best. Have you ever like bought a burrito in the morning for lunch and they just been like, nah, can't wait, gotta have it now. No, see, I can't do a big heavy burrito oh in the morning. I, I can't like every every morning I walk by Victor's <laughs> on the way from from the couch train, and I buy I buy a burrito sometimes because I can't resist and I'm like I'm gonna eat this around 11:30. And by 10 a.m., it's gone. It's just history. Uh, huh? just like, yeah. It's inside you, Mitch. Carnitas burrito for breakfast. Nutrition. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Um, more Halo 4 news. By now, you've probably all seen the Forward Unto Dawn stuff, the live-action Halo series that, that's going to sort of, in a roundabout way, lead into Halo 4, even though it takes place like 20 years prior. Yep. Uh, so everything's on the site. We So we have actually a lot of stuff. What, what all do we have, Mitch? Uh, so there's a making of uh, interview set where uh, we had some guys go up to Vancouver where they were shooting right. the so thing. That's an exclusive thing. That, yeah. For, so that's for only us. on IGN. You can go watch us talk to the actors and the producers and uh, I think it's, it's on Connor. YouTube too, right? If you typed in IGN Almost forward, forward yeah. unto dawn. Yeah. 
So it's just a ton of interviews and information about like who these new characters are, why they're setting it 20 years in the past, all this kind of stuff about how this new character Thomas Lasky plays into Halo 4. Yeah. In addition to that, we have this like awesome breakdown of the the Master Chief suit yeah, that they're with, using for with it. With the with the actor, by the way, yeah, standing like, there wearing it, yeah, and talking talking about it. He's this like he's the ma- He's just this giant of a man. He played Colossus in the X Men movie, X Men Three. Yeah, yeah, which is the the horrible X Men. Yeah. Dude is a brute though. Like, yeah, what a monster! And he he really <laughs> he fills that suit well, and it looks like Master Chief. Wait, was it Col- Colossus or Juggernaut? Which who did he play? Colossus. Colossus. Also, okay. I think it was X Men Two. Oh, maybe okay. I'm confusing. So the which is the best X Men movie? Yes, I would argue it's the only good one. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that suit breakdown is cool. It just kind of gives you a look at the suit that they're using, which I feel like is slightly different than the Halo Four one. Well, it's funny. It's 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 got the one one seven written on the chest plate, yep. which is how it was in one of the Halo Legends cartoons, the Ooh. anime mm-hmm. pieces that they did with that they did that three four three did with some of the the sure. most famous studios in japan yeah in one of those he's got the 117 actually written actually in two of them he's got the 117 written right on the chest plate and he does in this as yeah. well so apparently that's now been folded into master chief canon where sure maybe when he was back with other spartans he was l- clearly labeled 117 yeah. that would help but, and then we also have we actually have the the, 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 the formal trailer, trailer yeah. too this this thing looks hot it does i gotta say i mean it's it kind of makes you disappointed that the halo movie never came about like yeah. it just it all fell apart because of money but it's it looks like they're doing a good a nice job on this yeah and it's it's not like a an adaptation so this isn't a master chief story this isn't a big fight against the covenant although it seems to be leading into that uh the impression i get is it's going to be about this guy this thomas lasky guy who plays a prominent role in halo 4 we yeah. just don't know what what his role is um but it's his story it's about him becoming He's the grave mind oh, god twist yeah. <laughs> So it's just about him coming Spoiler. up to the academy and like dealing with it. It looks exactly like Ender's Game, like hmm. plot wise, and I'm so into that. But eventually, something goes down. Master Chief shows up. Adventure. It looks really cool. Good summary. Yeah. <laughs> something goes down. Adventure. By the way, uh, <laughs> speaking of cool, we were talking about awesome lines from the Batman films earlier. Yep. yep. Possibly my favorite, just goosebump inducing line of dialogue in any video game ever was halo 2 when he's got the bomb he's jumping out of the ship and cortana's like what if, what you, if miss? you miss and he just goes i, I won't that, i mean that's like it's like God that's like the damn. greatest the greatest two words of dialogue yeah. in the history the way steve that's like downs, i know in star wars yeah the way steve downs delivers that too just like just cool and confident yeah i won't without being cocky either no just, like oh not God, like so good what are you kidding of course i'm gonna nail it what <laughs> i'm master chief or or not or as opposed to yeah i won't <laughs> I, i'd like to, i got this we should do some alternate versions of that scene like <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll hit it. You oh my know. god, you're right. What if I do? <laughs> what I hadn't thought about if I missed. <laughs> I I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> or I don't want to do it anymore. Yep. <laughs> in the does yeah, can is is can Chief even have worry in his voice? I don't think so. I don't nah. I think it when they augmented him when they shot him up with all the needles as a kid, Just it took all emotions. the yeah, it took all the emotion. Even in, in Halo Four, like he's talking to Cortana a lot more, which by the way is awesome. Yeah, I, I, I want to hear more from Chief in this game. Yeah, which it seems like that's kind of the goal. But even when he's like under fire and he's being 
beaten by these new enemies. Just like, yep, if you could bring that up, that would be great. Just show yeah. me uh, what I need to see. Thank you. I'm going to shoot you in the face. <laughs> I am extremely sad. You know how much this suit costs? More than your entire damn society <laughs> to build. I really thought that was going to be an Arrested Development joke. Yeah. I haven't seen the show, oh so if God. I made the reference, it would be completely on accident. That would be totally great. a coincidence. What, uh, what's the joke, by the way? It's kind of hard to explain, but it's just right, this running, it running gag about how... Do you know how much this suit costs? <laughs> and it's just it's more every time he says it. It's great. All right. Um, Gears of War. We'll do the rest of the show as in Bad Master Chief. Okay. No, that's not a good idea. No, not a good idea, Mitch. You want to hear my Master Chief impression? <laughs> I really do. <laughs> what if you miss i won't <laughs> that's pretty good right not bad not, not bad, bad. I'll not take bad it. burrito well played sir uh gears of war judgment yep this is a game that you're psyched for hell yeah i love gears so much <laughs> shit yeah oh shit <laughs> this, this pardon pod, pod, podcast is going down a down a dark place of bad impressions. Hell yeah! It's my dom. It's good. It's the best thing I've ever done. I love you, Marcus. <laughs> Take care of Maria. Oh, wait, she's dead. I have nothing left to live for. I, 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 don't I loved that scene in the game, by the way. You're a crazy person. Come on, man. There were, it, you, that did not hit you at all? Nah. It was kind of goofy. I mean, the, the twist that, like, oh, we found... Oh, that was, that was dark. But then it was just, as soon as he goes, Maria! No, no, Maria! Gears Two was the it was horrible, but I thought the 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 big moment with Dom and Three. Oh, that, that one! That, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what, you think I'm talking about? Two? I thought you were talking about Maria. No, no, Two. That was it was it was laughably bad. Yeah, it was atrociously horrible, and and I've my, I mean, you have to go back to my OXM days. My beefs with the storyline of Gears of War Two go back a long, long way, <laughs> and I'm not going to get back into it here. Now, Gears Three, what the with the end of that act with Dom, the yep. big moment, I, it, I literally, like, it, it, I felt that. You cried like a baby? Not sound quite. Like, sound Not like quite. a child? Not quite. You but sound like a child. I, I did af- it you did cried. affect me. Cried like a girl. <laughs> Dom, I love you, man. <laughs> Thank you for two and a half games. <laughs> uh, anyway, Judgment, I think this, this might be a bit of a... Um, a Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter situation for me where okay. Graw 2 came out, I know because I reviewed both of them. Mm-hmm. Graw 2 came out, not even a year, 11 months, 11 months uh-huh. after Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. And even though Graw 2 was an outstanding game that I gave a very good review to back at the time, right. I was just completely unable to work up any enthusiasm or excitement for it. Uh, it, you know, it didn't stop me from enjoying the game, but I just wasn't able to get revved up. And I'm kind of in that same boat with Gears of War Judgment. This really? game, it has a release date, which is what? March 19th, 2013. That's, that's literally almost exactly 18 months to the day after Gears of War 3 shipped. I know that because Gears 3 shipped on my birthday, and September 20th. you're a 20th. huge nerd. Well, that also. I mean, I'm paid, I'm, but I'm paid to be a huge this nerd. Is, this that's is my, true. That's my defense. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so 18 months to the day, and I know that's not, like, that's not a super short amount of time. I mean, right. we see, of course, Call of Duty is out every 12 months like clockwork. There are a lot of annualized franchises, and 
but I don't know. We've we've it's been mostly three years between Gears games, and that's been enough for me to get revved again. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about this. Maybe it's just that it's it's not epic doing the whole thing. They're just really doing the multiplayer see, while People Can Fly does the single player. That's why I'm excited. It's because we get to see People Can Fly, a developer who I love. Like they do yeah. great games. Bulletstorm had its issues, and like it kind of petered out by the end. But that game, was I'll kill your so, dick. Yeah, exactly. It was so fun though, and I I, I liked. Uh, well, see, I thought. What? All right, I'll let me let you finish your okay. point, and then we'll talk about Bulletstorm. I mean, it's just it's a developer that understands what makes shooters fun, and it's a developer that has developed on Gears of War before. They yeah. did DLC and stuff like that. They before. did the PC version yeah. as well, which so, added a new area. Yeah. Plus, they have. I mean, Tom Bissell is writing it, so the story should be something awesome because mm-hmm. I mean, that guy's awesome. He gets gears, and then the multiplayer is being done by Epic. So with and the new mode is awesome. Overwatch it is. is awesome. It's true. I love it. Yeah, so, but I don't know, for, even though, see, I'm with you, though. I It's not that I am dissing People Can Fly, because sure. I, I like their stuff as well, and they told us at E3 that this was going to be more of a frantic, more locust horde yeah. monsters in your face, like, trying to sort of push the push the, the, the pedal down a little bit more. It rather wants to than, be a punch in the balls in terms of difficulty, yeah, too. Yeah, rather than let you kind of hide behind cover and pick and pop. Yeah. But I don't know, it's just, it's, it's... It just feels too soon to me for some, and and I don't have a good reason for that. It's That's just fair. sort of how I'm, how I'm feeling on it. Yeah, I mean it'll be, it'll be kind of the same same situation as Battlefield Four. Yeah, but I'm gonna eat it up for sure. Oh, yeah. when it hits, I I'm, mean I'm already more excited for this than I was for Gears Three. Interesting. And I was stoked for Gears Three. I they better bring Horde back though. I'm gonna need Horde back. So did they take anything out when they did the uh, Beast? Because every game they've kind of yeah they've added something. One. Yeah. No, they certainly have not. Right. I can't imagine they took it out. I hope not. I mean, Horde was so good in Gears 3. It's phenomenal. It's the best part of the, the uh, <clears throat> multiplayer suite, if you ask me. I need to finish it. All right. Um, what else? Oh, th- so let's catch up quickly, because yep. we're running a, a, on a few stories from last week when we had our, our faulty show. Yeah. Variety, which is not... A rumor monger source. Yeah, it's They're a reputable a, place. Yeah, they they do uh, entertainment industry stuff, mostly movies, television. Mm-hmm. But they have reported that Rocksteady's next Batman game will release in 2014, thereby making it, of course, a next gen title, which yeah. we all would have guessed anyhow. But that it's gonna it's gonna be set in the Silver Age, a Silver Age prequel. So I I don't know that it's set in or if it's just based on. Okay, but either way, I'm not I'm not into it. So what the hell is the Silver Age comic so, book, man? So Silver Age was kind of the 50s through the... So like 1950s through 1970. Okay. Batman. It's the stuff that inspired the Adam West show. Uh-oh. Uh, it's the really goofy, campy stuff. Batman is in space. He's fighting aliens. He's Ooh, going to other this, planets. You're There's, losing me. So it, it gets better. This is when they started splitting the dimensions. So that's where Earth 1 and Earth 2 came in, where they were like, oh, we, we want to do different stuff with Batman that's crazy. So now we have two different canons for Batman. Oh, um, dear. And they kind of divided the DC universe. It feels like it's just possibly a means for Rocksteady. Sounds to, like diarrhea, Mitch. I would know is, because I induce it. That's correct. This the idea of a Batman game done by Rocksteady, set in their Arkham universe, based on the Silver Age, frightens me to death. Well, apparently their their report also includes the notion that um, it's going to introduce the other members of the Justice League, right? Uh, including Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash. Probably Green Lantern. Uh, whether it's Earth 1 or Earth 2 Green Lantern, we don't know. I don't know what that means. Don't worry about it. All right, good. Uh, you'll be fine. It's it's a lot of scary ideas. I agree. For, I mean, this is 
it's a it's a light-hearted campy goofy batman combined with i i dark, like dark dark see yeah batman. i like my batman super grounded in reality sure like i hate him in the justice league i don't like that other because i don't like that superman's around or yeah. That, yeah. I, I like because i because my i've latched batman's always been my favorite since i was a little kid of course and i just the reason for it is because plausibly he could exist yeah and i think that's why a lot of people latch on to batman because yeah. he's like the most realistic superhero plus he's the goddamn batman <laughs> swear to me um, i really hope he busts out i'm the goddamn batman in dark knight rises that would be sweet oh my god um but you know what's sort of extra interesting about this variety report is that it actually makes sense f- because if they have the Justice League, because that lets them set up six other franchises. Oh, yeah. They can spin off The Flash and spin off Superman. And this comes kind of like alongside a rumor that, hey, 2014, there will be a JLA movie. Right. So I'm concerned. I don't know. Um, so actually, an important note about Silver Age, yeah. uh, that's when the Justice League was formed. Oh, okay. But the, the, the interesting thing is, so this is my greatest issue with it, and this might be a little bit of a tirade, I'll try to keep it short. Okay. Is that this game is about Batman's first meeting with the Joker. Um, we're going to get real spoilery for basically all things Batman that are not The Dark Knight Rises. Just FYI. All right. I'm going to spoil the shit out of Arkham City. You yes. finished it, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, then we're good. Lo- so Talk about great game endings. Oh, man. There's one. For real. So this game, apparently, the, uh, if we operate under the assumption that this rumor is 100% fact. Okay. This game is about Batman's first encounter with the Joker, which to me is a really terrible way to just bring the Joker back to this game because he died. He, he's dead at the end of Arkham City. Yeah. They can't do anything else with him. Yeah. He's so toast. it's a prequel set, you know, when Bruce first, meet, first meets the Joker ever. So we have that. It's about uh, apparently the Justice League is going to be around. We'll probably get the formation of that. This is so many like different heroes and villains. Plus, we're going to have all these side quests with all these different heroes and villains. It's it's a lot of characters. It's it's going to weigh the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. It's going to be too much going on. It's going to be confusing, which is the anti-Rocksteady. Rocksteady has really focused stories in their Batman games, and I'm really worried that doing a Silver Age story will dilute that. Well, the 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 thing the the thing <clears throat> at this point in time is we have to just all we can do is trust in Rocksteady because they've earned our trust. Yeah, that's 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 just words are hard let's try that again that's the other thing is that rock city is so good at making batman games that at the same time i'm like okay what are you gonna do what are you gonna do with superman i'm so excited <laughs> see so there's there's two halves of your brain at war here yeah just and two head halves head. of your heart yep well um, so that's a we'll thing. see what happens more on that to come i guess stay I mean, tuned uh, e3 2014 probably yeah, almost certainly there Michael Fassbender. I love that man. He's been in a lot of movies, yep. none of which I literally none of which I've seen, really? except for Prometheus. Prometheus. That's the only one I've seen. Um, the only I I all I've read about him in various reports is apparently he has a giant wiener. Yep, that's like his busted claim it out to, in shame. Yeah, he he put it on film. Which yeah. if I if Bravo. I had a, if I had a huge tool, I would show it as much as I could without getting arrested. Also, the title shame would have been more appropriate if I had been the star. <laughs> Mitch Dyer, everyone. (laughs) Well done. So, uh, Michael Fassbender and his penis will be starring in the Assassin's Creed movie that Ubisoft is working on with, I forget which studio, one of the major studios. Yeah, I assume it's going to be their internal studio working on that, too. Yeah. Um, And he's he's going to be the star, the hooded 
uh, person. No word on like what game it's based on or who he's going to play. But yeah, yeah Ezio or uh, Desmond or, or whoever. Yeah, all the above. I'm not sure. Yep. Does Assassin's Creed belong on film? Is that going to work? I don't know. It it kind of has before. Ubisoft has done live action. They've done animated. That that yeah. world just kind of lends itself well to telling cool stories. Yeah, you're right. But video game film track records are yeah pretty bad. Yep. Prince of Persia was okay. That's true. Wasn't bad. Took me a while to get through it though. I kept yeah. pausing it on Netflix and <laughs> I need a break. Coming back to it another time. Like what happened here again? All right uh this is important let's cover it quickly yeah so we you and i love 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 the walking dead series from telltale the episodic adventures you would love the comics too by the way i you know i'm trying to reread i can only i have so much media to consume i know it's ridiculous video games gotta go to the movies to see batman multiple times Mm -hmm. um i'm i'm just hooked into hbo go at home now I have a couple of shows that I watch. Uh, I watch Louie. I was watching Tosh.0 until DirecTV took it away. Yep. Bastards. Better <laughs> settle that crap right now. And I'm also, I've decided to, I've, I downloaded on my iPad, I'm rereading The Hobbit in advance oh, of cool. the movies just because I did that for Lord of the Rings yep. and it was really fun to yep. do. Hobbit's so, a good book. It is a great book and I haven't read it since probably I was a teenager. So I've just got too much media to consume. I can't add any, no more media cannot right. add anything else right. right now right. i'm full up fine <laughs> but anyway fine so we love the adventure games we do and we want them to do well mm-hmm. we had telltale in here a few shows ago and yep. they were awesome and uh so the good news with them is that they've confirmed a second season of the game yes soon applause thank goodness yeah more of that's what i want if they could do that forever i'd be grateful and not the bad news but the news that kind of annoys me but not in any sort of not because they did anything wrong right uh activision has announced a walking dead first person shooter yeah developed by terminal reality terminal reality based on the tv show based on the show starring daryl dixon (laughs) yeah which which uh terminal reality are you getting with this game that's the question that you need to ask are you getting the ghostbusters terminal reality that took a licensed uh, thing and nailed it yeah or are you getting the connect star wars hmm. terminal reality that totally choked it yep fingers crossed it's uh the ghostbusters yeah and i'm i'm leaning that way not only because i want to be optimistic in life sure. but <laughs> also because i blame i'm guessing I think LucasArts is more to blame Probably. for Connect Star Wars than Terminal Reality is. Yeah. But the, the thing that annoys me about this, Mitch, and, and again, this isn't... I guess it's directed at Activision, but it's more... I mean, I see why... You know, they're not, I know they're not actively trying to squish Telltale and steal no. their thunder. It's just The Walking Dead's hot. We just yep. had Comic-Con. The game is doing well. The comic book just hit 100, mm-hmm. right? Issue 100. So they've announced this. Oh, my God, it was so sad. Uh, save it for your so other sad. for laser time show or whenever <laughs> wherever it is that you speak of these things yeah um but anyway it's uh it just it it's annoys me because regardless of whether or not activision intends for it to go down this way because of their juggernaut size and telltale's little tiny they're like a speck of dust on the activision <laughs> beach yep they're they're gonna activision won't be able to help but overshadow the Telltale games. Yeah. In particular, season two, because that's what I, I'm guessing they're both going to be 
the season two of the Telltale game and this first-person shooter from Terminal Reality are yeah. going to be happening around the same time. I, I, that's entirely possible just in terms of like Activision and AMC teaming up to market that, that particular game. Yeah. But I think that they both appeal to different audiences. I hope so. Um, we don't know anything about the shooter yet. We don't even know if it's a shooter. It, it, it more sounds to me like Far Cry 2 where it's about exploring and keeping quiet and avoiding enemies and stuff like that as opposed to just running and gunning. And Mitch has successfully worked in another Far, Far Cry, Cry 2, 2 reference. It's $10. It's $6 on Steam. Go buy it. I guess I'm going to take a shot now, Mitch. <laughs> That's the drinking game for Podcast Unlocked, except for me, it'll be a shot of salsa. Oh, my God. Can we get... Right down so, the throat. listeners, could you make a Podcast Unlocked wiki on IGN and start building it out? We need drinking games. We need references we need uh bios we need all that stuff let's get podcast i don't know, I don't know if i want to dig in too deep into my life if you could get ryan's home address <laughs> on no, that wiki. no no <laughs> don't do that mitch is canadian i'll bet i can find you in some sort of canadian national healthcare database because yeah, you guys have such awesome health care you'll just ask like oh anytime oh, yeah. here you go here's all the information you need he lives, oh yeah, he lives down the, the one road. <laughs> the one yeah, road yeah. in Canada, eh? Igloo on the left. <laughs> so, fourth house on the left. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so anyway, I'm glad Telltale's doing a second season, and I just hope Activision's deal doesn't overshadow them. Yeah, I mean, I'm more Walking Dead is good, because I want people to, to love that. And even though the show kind of sucks, I am still looking forward to hearing more about this game. All right. Uh, Splinter Cell, you and I are both psyched. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the box art, Mitch, which people should probably go look at on IGN.com. Box art's a little weird, and it kind of became a running joke in the IGN office. Yes. Uh, so the box art shows... Or a hunched-over joke, mm. perhaps, might be a better term for that. So, so the box art has Sam Fisher displayed prominently, holding a knife and a gun, looming over a man who is bent over a table and promiscuously placed. It, it kind of yeah, looks like, like there's some the, sexy Splinter Cell action going the on there. camera perspective... Is sort of puts the guy sort of waist high yep, on Sam. It's kind of perfect. I love yeah. it. It's so funny how much it looks like butt sex. That's one way to put it. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of way looks softer like, than I put it last week. It kind of looks like Sam's having his way with another man. A little bit. So that box art, live on IGN.com I wonder if right now. that's going to be a quick time event. Like the knife <laughs> twisting? Oh, God. <laughs> Whew. Box art. Yeah, you talk about this game's going to be blacklisted from but all retailer shelves. Yeah, that just happened. Uh, THQ, seems we can't go a single show without mentioning them. Unfortunately, it's usually in a negative capacity, given their struggles. Yep. They are no longer publishing Tomonobu, Tomonobu, excuse me, Tomonobu Itagaki's Devil's Third game. Uh, Itagaki-san, of course, is the creator of the most recent next-gen, well, yeah. the, the recent reincarnations of Ninja Gaiden. Going back to the Xbox One, and of course yep. the Dead or Alive series as well. He have, he left Tecmo under weird circumstances that were never quite fully explained. Yeah, and started his own studio, Valhalla, and has been working on this game Devil's Third for a while. And THQ isn't there; they dropped it. They tried to sell it, couldn't find anybody to pick it up, so they're just like, okay, we're done with this. And now Itagaki's a free agent. Yeah. I mean, Altano kind of put it this put it well last week when he said, "Ah, who cares? This game is dumb because like, we don't know anything about it. It looked kind of stupid when we saw it last, but at the same time, like it's Itagaki and it's his new thing. It's a new IP. Yeah, somebody's got to take a shot at this, right? To take a chance. Yeah, 
I mean, given this guy, given Itagaki's record, track record. Sure. I mean, you speculated Microsoft for a while there. So yeah, feel, that, feel I, that's the one? I think, I mean, it makes a lot of sense if they can, you know, I know Microsoft's not been keen on the first-party exclusives so much these days, yeah. but if they can talk him down to the right price, which sounds like it shouldn't be too hard given, yep. you know, if Itagaki's just free to go wherever and nobody's knocking on his door just yet. Um, you know, Microsoft has a good relationship with him from the Ninja Gaiden days. And uh, he does make, he makes Eastern games, but ones that appeal to Western gamers. And Devil's Third has seeds of that. Sure. We'll see if it, if it actually follows through. But yeah, I, I could see this as potentially an Xbox, a Microsoft published game. Could happen. Yeah. Finally, Mitch, please explain this to me because... I have no clue. <laughs> Capcom announces a new fighting game for Live Arcade. I know they they, they announce a new one of these every, every week, right? But JoJo's Bizarre Adventure HD, which is apparently a HD remake. It sounds of like a something. remake, I guess. I I don't know what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is. So I kind of don't either. All I know is it's like a super popular anime series. Um, it's like it's massive in Japan. Uh, has been for years. It's a classic, uh, but it just never really took off here. So <laughs> this is the push. Okay. In a remake fighting game. Well, I mean, the game's pretty. Well, that's most all Capcom I, that's all 2D fighters are. Yeah. Um, I've never played JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Nor so. have I. I, I literally, well, I've never even heard of it until, until Yeah, it's this. not surprising. All right, time for the Marketplace Report, which I believe we have a jingle for. Yeah, jingles. Wallets unlocked. Mitch, what's happening this week on retail and digital shelves? Literally nothing. There are no retail releases this week. It's that Not time of the year, one. isn't it? Uh, but we missed you last week, so we'll give you last week's releases. If uh, you, too, are worried about time travel and want to go back to last week like I do so much. Uh, NCAA Football 13 came out last week. If you like the footballs, the college footballs, uh, we gave it a good review. Now, Mitch, in America, we put the goalposts in the back of the end zones, not in the front where you can smash into them and kill nope. yourself. And if you can't go around it, it's not a sport. <laughs> uh, in addition to that, we have Ice Age Continental Drift Arctic Games, which I really wish we got to Take keep Altano's rant. Take a after that. Altano's rant about that game last week was so good. Well, I just, just imagine I, it. Imagine funny things. I don't know. It's based on a movie that doesn't look good in a series that has not been good for a long time. But the game is 40 bucks. It's probably some dumb kids' adventure game. Which is probably $20 more than it should cost. Probably, yeah. So it's not exactly a thrilling week last week either. Maybe buy this week's retail releases instead. Get it because there aren't any. Mm. How about, all right, digitally, got it. it's got to be better than for retail side. It is. Tony Hawk is out this week. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD, $15 on Live Arcade. That game is awesome. I love it. Have you played it at all? Uh, you know, it's funny. I Because I didn't have a playstation back right. in the day i was a pure PC, pc guy back then i never got hooked into the tony hawk craze all right so it's uh, it's all new to me which is cool okay well you'll have to check it out because it's super fun we reviewed it given eight talks to tony hawk today you can hear that interview on this episode of podcast in about Unlocked. two minutes yeah uh zuma's revenge and quantum conundrum came out last week we missed those those are both really cool damon reviewed both damon really liked both yes and uh, they are because they are both outstanding i'm yeah i'm about 30 minutes or more a little maybe a little more into quantum conundrum and really digging it so yeah. far it's really pretty and the the world seems really interesting it apparently it doesn't hold up over time and the story doesn't really go anywhere but the puzzles are ingenious yeah watching damon play that i was just fascinated the whole time 
Uh, Frogger Hyper Arcade Edition is a thing that exists, I guess. $10. That game should have starred me. A burrito. Burrito crossing the street. Burrito crossing the street. I'd play that. I would play it, too. <laughs> of course, because it'd be my game. Uh-huh. So that's, uh, that, there was no announcement or anything about that game. It just kind of existed suddenly. Microsoft just <laughs> yeah. said, uh, so this is on Live Arcade. All I can tell you is that Frogger 2 that they put out on Live Arcade a few years back yeah. was one of the worst games I've ever played on the, in this generation of consoles. It was atrocious. So instead of that, maybe people want to check out the Mars Rover Landing Connect game. It's a Connect Fun Labs thing. It's free. It's free. And, uh, I, I filmed the whole, I recorded the whole thing because it's, it's, there's not too much to yeah. it. And it'll be up on IGN Xbox. Hopefully, by the time you hear this, should but be up if soon. Not very this week for sure. Yeah. If you want to just say, if you know, if you either don't have Connect or don't can't be bothered to download it, it's it's an it's an uh, to re rehash a '90s term, edutainment. Mm-hmm. It's an educational enter- piece of entertainment, and it's actually it's pretty neat Sounds for cool. what it is yeah. for free. It's it's got 50 achievement points. Yes. Uh, it's it has a little Connect gesture mini game where you're you're landing the. The, the research pod yeah. and then it's got a whole series of slides and then an actual movie talking you know educating you about the mission the mars yeah. rover land and it's, it's i thought it was pretty interesting i love know, that for, nasa nasa is investing more in xbox than it is its space program well the stakes are a little different you know <laughs> billions of dollars versus a couple hundred thousand to make a game as much as i love xbox one is way cooler than the other though space well, is pretty true. sweet Let's get back to space. Also free and also has achievements is Connect Play Fit. It's an app that kind of tracks uh, how many calories you're losing by playing Connect games. Seems I'm burning f- calories by talking so damn much. Oh yeah, it's a long show. It is. It's gonna be even longer because we got we're not done. Oh no, we got Tony and uh, it's a 15 minute interview. Mm-hmm. Plug, we'll be plugging in in just a mo. Yeah. Let's let's hit on that, and we'll come back on the other side with some more stuff. All right, sounds good. Stay tuned for Tony Hawk again. Apologies for the audio quality here. It will never be this bad again, but uh, hopefully you're able to derive some enjoyment out of it. Special guest this week, pleased to be joined by the skating legend, the video game legend himself, Tony Hawk. Tony, welcome to Podcast Unlocked. So, Tony, I want to start. You're unlike most celebrities involved in video games in that you're actually involved with the game. I remember uh, years ago going to, to E3 and uh, demo one of the Tony Hawk games, and, and there you were in the back room in the demo. What's, what's the extent of your involvement with the games, and uh, what, what input did you particularly have on our, on our new game that we're here to talk about this week, which is Pro Skater HD? Uh, yeah, so I've always been there from the beginning and, and playing games as it gets developed. More for authenticity than anything, but also because I've been a gamer most of my life too, so I know what makes a good game as well as what represents skating well. Uh, so, I mean, oh, sorry, is it... Uh... What is it about the original couple games, you think, the, the first two Tony Hawks, which is what, of course, Pro Skater HD derives from, that uh, that resonates with people so much that people are so excited to have this new this this uh, this new game new old game out this week. Well, I think that I think that the, the original game, especially the first two, had a lot of replayability factor. Like you could master the game, you could finish it, finish all the objectives and challenges, but then you could go back to it and find new challenges for stuff and get higher scores. And and there was just this this movement that people were really they really love to keep coming back and trying to outdo each other. And so when they see those, you know, those first two games that they 
have come from this or that, and they see it with the new technology, they're pretty good away. I mean, I think that, that we, we, took the gra- we took the graphics for granted back then in that we knew they weren't that great, but it didn't matter because the gameplay was so fun, and now yeah. the, the graphics are that great. What do you think? What was there anything that you think future iterations got away from that sort of slowly over time that that uh, the reason why people are now reconnecting so much with with uh, the first two and Pro Skater HD? Well, obviously we tried to keep updating the game and, and make new features, and you know uh, I think all the way up to doing the, the whole flip trick uh, controls where you control the feet only. Um, but you know it was it was hard to keep. Uh, not reinventing the game, but, but trying to make big improvements on it. And, you know, all along, the people really enjoyed the basic gameplay of it, and that's what they, that, that's what they was drawn to, that's what they were drawn to, for sure. Um, but I've been, you know, I've been wanting to do this project for the last, I think, about four years, yeah. and I kept pushing Activision to try something. In fact, my first idea was in between our last release of the Press Game series, and the release of Rod, I said, oh, you should, you know, we should make a best of the first four games um, just to, you know, tie people over, but also to show how much better it could be. What I didn't realize at the time was that how labor intensive that would be. And, you know, they said that that would be too rushed and, and that kind of project should mean more than just something that's tied people over. And so I was thankful that they didn't do it then, that then in the last, Three years, both Rebelletto and I have been pushing Activision to do this, and finally we got them to agree to it. Be honest, what what does it feel like for you when when Ride uh, comes out and just doesn't do well? Because you know, obviously, you were out there, you're pushing it. It's it tried a big new idea, and and uh, it just didn't seem to to resonate as well. How how does do, do you take that hard? Um, well, it was hard. It was, it was, for me, I just felt like we released it before it was ready before we really had the time to test the gameplay and, yeah. and, and work out the kinks. Um, so that was hard seeing all the bad reviews, obviously. But at the same time, I was proud of the try team review. And, you know, we tried at a time when people were into the peripherals. And so I felt like there was something there that, that we just didn't quite capture properly. But um, it did, actually, yeah, it did pretty well, I mean, in terms of sales. Right. Um, that's, that doesn't mean, you know, and I know it doesn't mean anyone, it doesn't mean necessarily that it's the best game, but, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a flop like that. The, the, the bummer for me was that because of those bad reviews, Shred did not do well. Yeah. And I felt like Shred was the game that we were trying to create in the beginning. I agree um, with you. Yeah. So people weren't really giving Shred a chance because they were like, they were already written off the whole peripheral and the idea of it. Um, and coupled with, the end of the peripheral era where then the shred came out, you know, that that just killed that release. That was that was the perfect storm of of uh, not happening. That's actually exactly what I was gonna ask you is uh, clearly you, you so you think you know, it's funny you say it didn't have enough time, but but do you really think it just kind of came out too late, sort of on the tail end of the whole plastic instrument craze with Guitar Hero and Rock Band? I think Shred did. I don't think Rod did. I think mean, Rod came out at a time when the peripherals were still pretty hot, and that in itself was enough for people to be interested in it. Um, but once, once, like I said, we really shed, they had already stopped making Guitar Hero, and people were not buying more peripherals. You know, they were definitely going more towards 
Right. Now, on a related note, there there really clearly are some big fans of of the the board out there and of of Ride and Tread because we're I heard I I tweeted out that you were we we're going to have you on the show and a bunch of people wrote in with some questions and stuff they'd like to know for about you and a, a number of them wrote in and said, "Hey, can you ask Tony if there's any way that the 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 ride board controller could be compatible with Pro Skater HD and of course it's not but uh, do you think is that is is that something that you could come back to in the future or do you, did you think that ship has sailed? Yeah, I don't I don't imagine making more software for it. Um, especially like I said with, with the way the, the release of Shred went and you know the people who already had the peripheral weren't necessarily getting Shred to upgrade. Right. Um. So I, I highly doubt it, and, and what we learned through that process is that you can't really make a game that is controlled by a board and have it be um, mutually controlled by, by a controller because the movements are just too, you know, too slow and too fast for one another. You know, any ride with a joystick controller would have been extremely boring. That's true. Because the... the the tricks that you do were using just basic motion to get them get them started. Now, uh, and oh, on the that, if you were to take the board and play it on THPS, you wouldn't be able to keep up with the with the amount of moves you need to do to make a combo. Right, right. Now, uh, speaking of of getting just getting back to Pro Skater HD, which is what we're here to talk about. And, uh, one of our listeners, Mark, asks about the uh, the horse mode. I don't know how exactly hands on you get with the game, but horse mode is a popular one that that uh, a lot of fans were wishing it uh, is to, they want to see it in Pro Skater HD. Is that something you're not saving that for DLC on us, are you, Tony? Um, that I can't really speak on right now. But, um, you know, we're trying the best we can to release all the features that we really love from the game. Um, I, I'm not a fan of, uh, to be honest, of, of the trick challenges and the, and the graffiti mode. <laughs> because I like that you can just go out and do someone on the very same off that they had and then make it your own. But that's just my personal preference. Uh, here's another good question from one of our listeners named Steve. Uh, I was going to ask you this anyway. Is do you look at is Pro Skater HD here? Is it a testing of the waters uh, in a way? If if this does well, do you see the series kind of coming back in a big way with a full blown you know retail disc release, or or do you kind of like this this smaller bite sized uh, pure you know pure package gameplay formula with with the re- the uh, digital releases? Yeah, I like this better because I feel like it's time is finally come. Um, you know, the, the era of, of downloadable games of, of something, you know, that, that is a franchise quality is definitely something that people have been wanting, but it just wasn't quite there yet. And so I like this idea that we can release sort of a foundation gameplay and then add to it as we go, as opposed to just one big release every year. Um, I, to be honest, this is, this is way more exciting to me because it uses the new technology and um, it gives people the gameplay that they love, but also you can just add bit by bit, and it's not it's not really costly. Right. What's uh, somebody? One of our uh, actually one of our other guys in the office wanted me to ask you. This is a great question. What's your favorite game in the Tony Hawk video game series? Of out of all of them, I mean, there have been a whole bunch of I think something like sixteen total. What's your favorite? Well, I you know, every year I like 
the money of the most because it, it, it combined the best of our last name and added to it. And, and I, I still stand by that. You know, even that two proving round, like I thought, we, we really had improved on each team successfully. But, but if I had to pick one just over looking at serious, it would probably be two because mm-hmm. that put us on the map as a franchise and as a genre of games. Um, and really, that's the one that people that resonated the most with people, like in terms of the gameplay, the characters, the music. You know, that's, that's the one where you need every level inside and out. Right. Uh, one of our listeners on Twitter, at uh, NewbieWan, wanted me to ask you, uh, you know, you're, you've been the face of video game skating and really pretty much real-life skating for, you know, 13-plus years, at least certainly video game space longer in real life. Who, who do you think, uh, on the video game side, if, there, if, if you ever decide to stop doing Tony Hawk video games, who do you pass the torch to? <laughs> uh, in terms of skating games? In terms of uh, who who would be a good per- who would be a good ambassador for the sport in the video game space? You know, if there weren't a, a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD, who, who whose name would you put in front of Pro Skater HD? Well, um, that's that's sort of tricky. You know, I, I guess uh, well, that's well, you know, I, I want to. Uh, um, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see my son today. <laughs> well, it sounds like it sounds like you have no intention of of retiring anytime soon. Nor should you. It'll just be Tony Hawk HD forever. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. I guess there's some new, uh, new, higher definition gameplay that we can see, or something too new, perhaps. With uh, how about with regards to real life skating, Tony? What's I'm, I'm curious, just as a guy who. You know, I've never really, I never really skated as a kid. I always just think it's cool to watch, but I've never really done it. But what's, what's the worst injury you've ever sustained? Because you've been doing this for a long time, and I've never heard about you snapping a femur or breaking a collarbone or anything. What, uh, you had to have hurt yourself after all these years in some horrific way, like maybe practicing for the 900. What's, what's the worst injury you've ever sustained? Uh, I broke my pelvis oh. in 2003. That was definitely the hardest thing to come back from for me. Um, I did on a, did a complete loop, like circle ramp, and just came up on and landed through from the top to the bottom, and got uh, concussion, fracture my skull, bit my thumb, and my pelvis. Ow. Um. But did, now, did, were, was there anyone around at that point, or were, were you lucky enough to be by yourself and, and uh, not have anyone witness that? Oof. Well, I, uh, on a happier note, um, the Olympics are coming. Of course, they're in London this year. Should skating be an Olympic sport, Tony? And, and if the Olympic Committee added it for 2016, would you train your ass off for four years and then <laughs> just to, to, to go out and clown the rest of the, the world? No, I wouldn't want to, I, I, I definitely wouldn't want to um, take away the opportunity just to a younger, you know, better suited skater to, to represent the U.S. anyway. But um, I honestly, like, the, if I was seen by a clue as to, you know, trying to get a better viewership, that would definitely include skateboarding. I feel like at this point, they need that core factor more than skateboarding is the juicy of the Olympics. Um, I was thinking, I think a, a great name for your next game would be Tony Hawk's 900. Uh, that's, is, that, is, 
you know, cause it's, is that is that your most impressive trick? I mean, that's really what put you on the map. Is that that's another question? A great question from uh, one of the other guys in the office here. What do you think is your most impressive trick? Um, well, I'm just proud of that, and, and something I worked on for a long time. It's, it's something that um, that I struggled with, and that was sort of a milestone for the game. Uh, but I, I don't know that's in my own identity. Um, so I think you know, to be honest, I think the, probably the, the trick I'm most proud of through the years was when I was doing RA 540 because I felt like that proved that you were able to do something. Um, still doing something very difficult and not have to grab the board to keep it on the feet. And that's something that um, still baffles a lot of people. Like, how does the board stay on the feet? Um, and when you're talking about a spinning maneuver, it's even trickier. Right. Uh, so I got to let you go, but you're out. You're calling from the road right now. You're out on your Birdhouse Left Coast Tour. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and where maybe, I don't know if you, if, if you happen to know where you're going to be coming up where our listeners might be able to go check you out. That's that is you're not kidding around with the left coast tour. That is very much the left coast. Uh, the website is birdhouseskateboards.com for the full tour dates and ticket information. Go look, uh, go see Tony and uh, and company there. And of course, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD. The uh, the sort of it's not a compilation. It's not a a, a remake. It is sort of a, a combination of the two. It's the best of Tony Hawk one and two available. Today, starting today for Xbox Live Arcade, it'll come to other platforms later, no doubt. But for now, it's exclusive to the Xbox 360, and it's $15. And, Tony, really thank you for calling in. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, take care, Tony. Thank you. Okay, bye. Unlock lock. Can you take on the challenge? Time for the unlock block. True the Mitch Meister. Let's do this. Let's pretend we didn't already do this last week when Brian Altano was here and the show didn't record. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, you totally got it wrong. I did. Let's see if you magically get it right. Okay. And in this attempt. Okay. Uh, our winner is Stephen Seawick, whose Twitter handle is at Stephen Kiwis, and his gamer tag is Cone of Silence 7 all one word. Stephen, I want to thank you for writing in with your question. You win a copy. Of Guitar Hero Van Halen, my brother. Congratulations. Enjoy. Courtesy of my buddy Dan Amrick at oneofswords.com. He's, of course, the social media manager at Activision. It's a bit of an Activision-centric show today. Yeah. we got Tony Hawk talking about an Activision-published video game. News we skipped out on Deadpool game announced. High Moon Studios game. developing. Good call, yes. Uh, High Moon, the Transformers people. Yeah. People are psyched for the Deadpool game. People love Deadpool. It's crazy yeah. how much people love Deadpool. I mean... He has katanas and pistols. Why I'll wouldn't leave you? you in a pool of dead if you mm. leave me sitting out for too long and then eat me? Burrito. Oh my god, I need a burrito. My grease stain is still over in the chair. Have I'm, you noticed? I'm 100% getting a burrito for lunch. See? I look to see if it's there. I don't see it. Uh, hopefully it's gone by now. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> it really did linger for a while. It was there, there a the, long time. The grease stain. Oh, so gross. Uh, so Stephen Seawick asks you this, Mitch. Hit me. He says, 
he, ha- he says, I hope you like Forza or don't because he wants you to get it wrong. Insert evil chuckle here. Got it. Which of the following non-supercars is not not usable, not drrivable in Forza Motorsport 4? The Ford Crown Victoria, the Chrysler PT Cruiser, the Toyota Prius. Can't throw a rock around here without hitting one of those in San Francisco. <laughs> or the Chevy Volt, the faux electric car that's not really an electric car. So which of those do you think is is not drivable in the game? So three of those you can drive. Kay. Three of those super boring cars are drivable in a game about supercars. So when we did our Forza Horizon Rewind Theater, yes, we made some jokes. About, we did about that PT Cruiser at the PT's expense. My favorite By car the way, in the world. Not really. It's Dan Amrick owns PT Cruiser. He's really? gonna be super pissed when he hears this. Well, I'm I, see. I'm gonna say it's a PT Cruiser because that car don't get no respect. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield would have driven one. R-E-S-P-C-T. Uh, unfortunately, you are incorrect. Thank you for Curses. thank you for lying. Even though you knew the answer to this from last week. <laughs> It was actually the Ford Crown Victoria. Which was, is, by the way, that's the, the car I would have guessed last of all of these. Yeah. Because, I like, it's a Crown Vic. Why wouldn't it be yeah, it's in it's a cop car. Come on. It's got to be in the game. Yeah. Nope. Even if it's in police cruiser form. But yeah. no. There is no Ford Crown Vic in Forza Motorsport 4. So, Steven Seaway, congratulations. Good You're job. this week's winner. All you have to do to win is send in your Xbox-related trivia question along with four multiple-choice answers, noting what the correct one is. It's just got to be a good question that impresses me. I, I'm seeing our, our listeners are just getting to know this segment. I'm seeing some really just pathetically easy questions. Yeah. We don't want to go there, but you also don't want to go too far into the other end where it's just some horrifically obscure yeah, thing yeah, yeah. that no one in their right mind would know. It's all about balance. So, you know, just, and, yeah, an, an interesting, relevant Xbox question that, that Mitch has a, if he's not going to know it, he's got at least an outside chance to, to boil it down. I think it was on last week's episode that didn't get done that I specifically said, send me Metal Gear Solid questions. So oh, well, if, if that was last week and you didn't hear that, send me Metal Gear Solid questions. But make sure they're about Metal Gear 2, two 3, or Peace Walker. No, because 2, 3, and Peace Walker came out for 360. Oh, right, the, the collection. collection. Yeah. I forgot all about that. I think everyone forgot about that because Konami didn't really market it all Correct. that well, did they? By the way, if you don't own that game, go buy it, fool. It's so good. It's probably 20 bucks by now, right? Probably, is it cheap? Yeah. I mean, it was 60 bucks for three games is cheap in the first place. I don't care what price it is. <laughs> buy it. It's so good. Peace Walker is one of the best co-op games ever. Mitch loves him the Metal Gear. So much. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Um, I did. Oh, email. I say email unlocked at IGN.com. Not with podcast your, at unlocked.com. Yeah, unlocked <laughs> at IGN.com with your unlock block trivia question four multiple choice answers note the correct one i will need your mailing address please so i can mail you your guitar hero van halen you can also email questions there oh definitely that's uh that's yeah mail, read those. mailbox questions yep making good i will say you know now that we've got the phone thing sorted out we could hypothetically take live calls that's a terrifying idea it could happen i mean the thing is we'd really need somebody to screen them first yeah that's that's the trick so yeah. I don't know if we want to go down that road. But anyway, for now, yes, as Mitch says, email us. What do we want to plug, Mitch, before we get out of here? Uh, plug our Twitter, which is at Podcast Unlocked, which has really taken off. We get a lot of responses every day. We've been trying to use it more every day. Yeah. Um, that's It's a good avenue for giveaways. Like, we gave away the Dragon Dogma stuff on Twitter. That's so right. Those copies are gone now. Did you ever find... You found the second guy? Yeah, yeah, guy, so those copies him. are gone. And this guy, he had, a, he had a, he even 
he was a lucky winner. He even had like a sad story too. Yeah, right? he tore his ACL. Oh. He was out of commission, but I don't. I just don't think he used Twitter very much because his only two tweets were to us about that. Does that mean we inspired him to join Twitter? I, maybe. But that's that's kind of cool. Didn't use Twitter, though. Didn't stick around. We tried to give that guy the, the, the copy of Dragon's Dogma to play Resident Evil and Dragon's Dogma. But he didn't get back to me with an address, so I had to move on. Wait, he did, so he didn't get it? No. Nah. Oh, I'm sorry, dude, man. if you're listening, I'm so Mitch sorry. tried. Ryan's got Van Halen for you, though. Yeah, if you want a Van Halen, <laughs> just email me. Uh, podcast on... Wait. Unlocked at IGN.com. It's so Jesus. easy to screw up. <laughs> Unlocked at IGN.com. Who owns unlocks.com? We got to get that domain. Ivey. Um, okay. What else are we plugging? Uh, I have a Twitter too. I'm at Mitchie D. Ryan is at DMC underscore Ryan. That's right. IGN is just at IGN. That's true. Uh, what else we have here? We have a pretty awesome Xbox Live app. You can just download this app on your Xbox 360. Get all sorts of IGN videos, like the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD video review. For Mr. Instance. Nick Vargas is first. Yes. He's no longer a virgin as far as video <laughs> reviews go yeah uh what do we have what's cool on the on our site this week that people should be right now that people should be looking at I mean, so i am right now working on a spec ops postmortem with walt williams the writer who people really love the interview that you did with him on this show yeah. so we have more quotes from him coming for a story i'm writing about that game's story and Great. characters and one of themes. the few games with not only a good story but a particularly a good ending yeah oh yeah yeah We're talking about uh Batman, one another one of the another few, one. Not not a lot of games end well, but Spec Ops was one of them. Yeah, and it ends well in that everything is so 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 sad. <laughs> it's just bleak. Play that game. You need to play that game. I'll get there. Maybe it, the problem is the backlog's just large. It's like five hours long. I know tops. But uh, just put it on easy well, and blow I'm through playing, it. I'm playing. I'm playing Deadlight right now for review. I've never heard of that game. <laughs> just kidding. I'm so excited. You should be. I know. It's, I, I walk by Ryan's desk, and he's playing it, and I, I am not, and I get sad. Are there burritos in it? Nope. It's the 80s. The burritos didn't exist <laughs> in the 80s. 1986 Seattle. There's no such thing as a damn burrito. Exactly. Unless it's in coffee. Burrito hate coffee. What about a coffee-flavored burrito? That's the worst thing I have ever heard. That would give you the runs for weeks. Oh, my God. Nope. Uh, I've got a want. I've got a feature story up you can read right now. Yeah. That's uh, it plays the what if game because you know the the we know that Vivendi is ha, has put up their sixty one percent stake in Activision Blizzard for mm-hmm. sale. So someone could buy the controlling interest in Activision Blizzard, the largest published third party publisher on the planet. But who? But who? They did reach out to Microsoft. So I I played the little what if game. What if Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard? So check that out on IGN Xbox. Yeah, it's a good piece about what your future could be. Yeah. What if, What would it mean? What would happen in this in this Earth Two world? Oh my God! Make See? it stop. Don't. Hey, he's, you he's learning, it. but all this talk of alternate dimensions makes me sad. <laughs> anything else? No, that's, I think that's it. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. All right. What else is going on this week? Mm, well, we're just gonna go see Dark Knight Rises. Oh my God! Yes. More like my pants rises. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> Judges, I'll allow it. Actually, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of good stuff. Uh, Colin Moriarty and Ryan Clements both celebrated their five-year anniversary at IGN. Podcast awesome. Beyond, listen to that podcast. They just, uh, this is a nice emotional episode talking about five years at IGN. So if you want to know... If you want to know what kind of get an idea of what the IGN family is like, you want to know what it's like to work at IGN. I've been here five minutes. Yeah, yeah, celebrating, celebrating that. Yeah, 
write a seven word blog post instead of seven thousand. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So go listen to Beyond. It's Let's, a really good episode. It was. We you, love Beyond. We love the our PlayStation pals who now, by the way, sit next to us. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. Like within within uh throwing things distance. i can high five greg yeah so uh, most of you listen to podcast unlocked via itunes if you just type podcast unlocked into the itunes store search field it will bring up the show for you you can also get it on the zune marketplace or of course on the site on ign.com write some itunes reviews we're seeing a few more pop up well they all hate me all the <laughs> itunes reviewers hate me they're like he's boring i miss the show when it had no structure and was just drunk <laughs> which is you know hey that's fun that's fun but. too we'll get there we're, we'll one of these days we'll just get slammed and come up here but you know i don't care about the reviews i mean i do care but i you know i just I, those are the vocal minority sure if suddenly everyone is like you know stops tuning in <laughs> you see the thing is the show is still still ranks still really well right, yeah. on itunes so there is a clearly a group of people out there that is enjoying we love you the current iteration you, of podcast if you love us lot. let us know on the itunes yeah, can't hurt you know make me feel better ryan's hurt feelings he's gonna I, he's hey, gonna cry again who wants to get one star reviews it's not fun it's true it's not funny <laughs> uh let's roll see you guys next week for podcast 64 when the phones will be working yeah i sure hope this podcast actually recorded because if it doesn't i'm, I'm gonna, gonna be so goddamn sad i'm probably gonna just quit yeah quit podcasting yep. forever if no one hears this <laughs> all right thank you guys we'll see you next week peace Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye. Bye.